0: section 12 of expositions on the book of psalms volume 2 this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox dot org recording by Lawrence trask mount vernon ohio interface audio dot com expositions on the book of psalms volume 2 by saint augustine of hippo Psalm 39 part 2 8 that I may know what is wanting to me For while I am struggling here. This is wanting unto me and so long as it is wanting unto me I do not call myself perfect So long as I have not received it I say not that I have already attained either am already perfect But I am pressing towards the prize of my God's high calling this let me receive as the prize of my running the race there will be a certain resting-place to terminate my course and in that resting-place there will be a country and no pilgrimage no dissension no temptation make me then to know this number of my days which is that i may know what is wanting unto me because i am not there yet lest i should be made proud of what i already am that I may be found in him and not having mine own righteousness For when in comparison with that which truly is Considering those things which so are not and seeing that there is more wanting to me than already present with me I shall be rather humbled by what is wanting to me than puffed up by what I already possess for they consider themselves to possess anything well they live here by indulging in pride fail to receive what is wanting to them because they think what they already possess to be something great for if a man think himself to be anything while he is nothing he deceiveth himself yet do they not make themselves great thereby for that which is swollen and puffed up counterfeits bulk indeed but hath no soundness By this time then this man who is leaping beyond performing a certain secret act within his heart Which is not known except to him who does likewise attaining now what he asked and in that his end has been made known to him in That he has been made to know the number of his days not the number which is passing away but that which is he turns his thoughts to these things which he has left behind and hath compared them with the knowledge he before had and Just as if you were to say to him wherefore did you long for the number of your days that really is? for what say you of these present days? Looking at them from that height. He speaks these words verse 5 Behold thou hast made my days old for these days are waxing old I long for new days that never shall wax old that I may say old things have passed away behold things are become new already new in hope than in reality for thou in hope and in faith made new already how much do we even now do after our old nature for we are not so completely clothed upon with christ as not to bear about with us anything derived from adam observe that adam is waxing old within us and christ is being renewed in us though our outward man is perishing yet is our inward man being renewed day by day therefore while we fix our thoughts on sin on mortality on time that is hastening by On sorrow and toil and labor on stages of life following each other in succession and continuing not passing on insensibly from infancy even to old age whilst I say we fix our eyes on these things let us see here the old man the day that is waxing old the song that is out of date the Old Testament when however we turn to our inner man to those things that are to be renewed in place of these which are to be changed, let us find the new man, the new day, the new song, the new testament, and that newness let us so love as to have no fears of its waxing old. Now, however, we are on our course from passing from old things to new. The very transition is now taking place in which outward things are decaying. And those within are being renewed. Till this outward part which is consuming away shall pay the debt to nature, shall have arrived at death, be itself to renewed in the resurrection, then shall all things that yet remain unrenewed, which in hope are renewed already, be made new indeed, in reality also. You are therefore effecting something even now, whilst you are putting off old things whilst you are hasting forward to those which are new this man therefore who is hasting forward to those things which are new and reaching forward to those things which are before says lord make me to know mine end and the number of my days which really is that i may know what is wanting unto me see he still drags with him adam and even so he is hasting unto christ Behold, saith he, thou hast made my days old. It is those days that are derived from Adam, those days, I say, that thou hast made old. They are waxing old day by day, and so waxing old as to be at some day or other consumed also. And my substance is as nothing before thee. Before thee, O Lord, my substance is as nothing. Before thee, Lord. Who seest this? And I too, when I see it, see it only when before thee. When before men, I see it not. For what shall I say? What words shall I use to show that that which I am now is nothing in comparison of that which truly is? But it is within that is said, it is within that is felt, so far as it is felt. Before thee, O Lord, where thine eyes are, And not where the eyes of men are and where thine eyes are what is the state of things that which I am is as nothing nine by this time then this man who is leaping beyond performing a certain secret act within his heart which is not known except to him who does likewise attaining now what he asked in that his end has been made known to him in that he has been made to know the number of his days not the number which is passing away but that which is he turns his thought to these things which he has left behind and hath compared them with the knowledge he before had and just as if you were to say to him wherefore did you long for the number of your days that really is for what say you of these present days looking at them from that height he speaks these words verse five behold thou hast made my days old for these days are waxing old i long for new days that shall never wax old that i may say old things have passed away behold things are become new already new in hope then in reality for though in hope and in faith made new already how much do we even now do after our old nature for we are not so completely clothed upon with christ as not to bear about us anything derived from adam observe that adam is waxing old within us and christ is being renewed in us though our outward man is perishing yet is our inward man being renewed day by day Therefore, while we fix our thoughts on sin, on mortality, on time that is hastening by, on sorrow, and toil and labour, on stages of life following each other in succession and continuing not, passing on insensibly from infancy even to old age, whilst I say we fix our eyes on these things, let us see here the old man, the day that is waxing old the song that is out of date, the Old Testament. When, however, we turn to the inner man, to those things that are to be renewed in place of these which are to be changed, let us find the new man, the new day, the new song, the new testament. And that newness let us so love as to have no fears of its waxing old. Now, however, we are on our course passing from old things to new, the very transition is now taking place, in which outward things are decaying, and those within are being renewed, till this outward part, which is consuming away, shall pay the debt to nature, shall have arrived at death, be itself too renewed in the resurrection. Then shall all things that remain unrenewed, which in hope are renewed already, be made new indeed in reality also you are therefore effecting something even now whilst you are putting off old things whilst you are hasting forward to those which are new this man therefore who is hasting forward to those things which are new and reaching forward to those things which are before says lord make me to know mine end and the number of my days which really is that i may know What is wanting unto me? See he still drags with him Adam and even so he is hasting unto Christ Behold saith he thou hast made my days old It is those days that are derived from Adam those days. I say that thou hast made old They are waxing old day by day and so waxing old as to be at some day or other consumed also and my substance is as nothing before thee. Before thee, O Lord, my substance is as nothing. Before thee, who seest this? And I too, when I see it, see it only when before thee. When before men, I see it not. For what shall I say? What words shall I use to show that that which I now am is nothing in comparison of that which truly is? But it is within that it is said it is within that it is felt so far as it is felt before thee o lord where thine eyes are and not where the eyes of men are and where thine eyes are what is the state of things that which i am is as nothing 10 but verily every man living is altogether vanity but verily for what is he saying above Behold, I have already leaped upon all mortal things, and despised things below, having trampled underfoot the things of earth, have soared upwards to the delights of the law of the Lord. I have been afloat in the dispensation of the Lord, have yearned for that end which itself is to know no end, have yearned for the number of my days that truly is, because I am already such a one as this i have already overleaped so much i am longing for those things which abide but verily in the state which i am here so long as i am here so long as i am in this world so long as i bear mortal flesh so long as the life of man on earth is a trial so long as i sigh among causes of offence as long as while i stand i am in fear lest i fall as long as both my good and my ill hangs in uncertainty, every man living is altogether vanity. Every man, I say, both he who clings to the world and he who is leaping beyond it, even Idithon himself comes under the description of altogether vanity up to this present time, for that all is vanity and vanity of vanities. What profit hath a man of all his labour? which he taketh under the sun. What then? Is iteth in still under the sun? He hath something under the sun. He hath also something beyond it. He hath under the sun to wake, to sleep, to eat, to drink, to hunger and to thirst, to be vigorous, to be weary, to grow up to boyhood, to youth, to old age, to have all the objects of his hopes and his fears uncertain all these things even idithen even the very man who is leaping beyond them hath beneath the sun how is it then he is leaping beyond them it is from that longing of his lord make me to know mine end for this object of his longing is beyond the sun it is not under the sun all that is under the sun are visible things whatever is not visible is not under the Sun faith is not visible hope is not visible charity is not visible kindness is not visible lastly that fear which is clean and endureth forever is not visible it placing his delight and comfort in all these and conversing with them beyond the Sun because his conversation is in heaven groans on account of those things, which he hath still under the sun, and contemns and is disgusted with these things, while he burns for those things, which he is now longing to arrive at. He hath spoken of those already, let him now speak of these also. You have heard what ought to be desired, hear now what ought to be despised. But verily every man living is altogether vanity, 11 verse 6 albeit man walketh in the image in what image save that of him who said let us make man in our image after our likeness albeit man walks in the image for the reason he says albeit is that this is some great thing and this albeit is followed by nevertheless that the albeit which you have already heard should relate to what is beyond the sun but this nevertheless which is to follow to what is under the sun and that the one should relate to the truth the other to vanity albeit then that man walketh in the image nevertheless he is disquieted in vain hear the cause of his disquieting and see if it be not a vain one that thou mayest trample it under foot that thou mayest leap beyond it, and mayest dwell on high, where that vanity is not. What vanity is that? He heapeth up riches, and knoweth not for whom he may be gathering them together. O infatuated vanity! Blessed is the man that maketh the Lord his trust, and hath not respected vanities, nor lying deceits to you indeed o covetous man to you i seem to be out of my senses these words appear to you to be old wives tales for you a man of great judgment and of great prudence to be sure are daily devising methods of acquiring money by traffic by agriculture by eloquence perhaps by making yourself learned in the law by warfare perhaps you even add that of usury like a shrewd man as you are you leave nothing untried whereby you may pile coin on coin and may store it up more carefully in a place of secrecy you plunder others you guard against the plunderer you are afraid lest you should yourself suffer the wrong that you yourself do and even what you do suffer does not correct you but indeed you do not suffer it for you are a man of prudence you take good care of it you do not only understand well how to raise it you have a place in which to deposit it a person to whose care to commit it by which means nothing is lost of what you have gathered together i will question your own heart i would discuss the prudence of your conduct see you have gathered together you have taken such care of them That you cannot lose any part of what you have stored up tell me now for whom you are keeping them i am not arguing with you i am not dwelling upon i am not exaggerating whatever else of evil there is in that covetousness of our vanity this is the one thing i put before you that i would question you upon which the occasion of the reading of this present psalm suggests to me we will suppose you are gathering together are heaping up riches. I do not say beware lest whilst thou art gathering up thou shouldst thyself be gathered up. I do not say beware lest when thou wouldest seize prey thou shouldest thyself be a prey. This I will express more clearly for perhaps blinded by avarice thou hast not understood Less happily, then, I say, while you would yourself be preying on the weaker, you become yourself the prey of the greater. For you do not observe that you are in a sea. You do not see that the smaller fishes are devoured by the larger. I speak not of these things. I am not speaking of the difficulties and the dangers involved in the mere acquisition of wealth, how much they endure, who are heaping it up, to what a degree they are in danger in every situation, how they almost see death in every place. All this I pass by. We will suppose that you heap up riches without opposition from any one, that you keep them without any one robbing you of them. Examine your own heart and that prudence of yours, which leads you to deride me, to think me out of my senses for saying these things, and tell me now you are heaping up treasures. For whom are you gathering them together? I see what you would tell me, as if what you would say had not occurred to the person described here. You will say, I am keeping them for my children. This is the voice of parental affection, the excuse of injustice. I am keeping them, you say, for my children. So then you are keeping them for your children, are you? Did not Idithin then know this? Assuredly he did. But he reckoned it one of the things of the old days that have waxed old, and therefore he despised it, because he was hastening on the new days. 12. For, look, I proceed to examine the case of you and your children. You are yourself to pass away, and are keeping them for those who are to pass away also nay rather you are yourself passing away already and are keeping them for those who are themselves passing away also for when i spoke of you thus as one about to pass away i spoke of you as if you had some permanence now during this very day from the time we began speaking up to this very moment do you perceive that we have been growing old for you do not even see the growth of the hair of your head, and at this moment, while you are standing, while you are here, while you are employed on something or other, while you are speaking, your hairs are growing on your head, for they have not grown all in a moment to such a length that you require a barber. Time therefore goes on hasting by, both in the case of those who consider and in the case of those who think not of it. And who are unwisely employed on something else you are passing away and are keeping it for your son who is also passing away I ask you first of all this question do you know that he for whom you are keeping them will possess them or if he is not yet born do you know that he will ever be born you are keeping it for sons of whom it is uncertain whether they will be born or whether they will come into possession, and you do not lay up your treasure where it ought to be laid up. For your Lord would not give such advice as this to his servant, that he should lose his own property. You are the servant of a certain great householder, having much that is your own. That which thou lovest and possessest, he himself bestowed upon thee. And he would not have thee lose what he hath given thee, seeing he would give himself unto thee also. But even this too, which he hath given thee but for a time, he would not have thee lose. There is a great deal of it. It overflows. It exceeds the limits of thy wants. Surely now the superfluity may be retrenched. I would not have thee lose even this, saith the Lord. And what am I to do? Remove, the place where you have placed it is not a place of security. Surely you wish to comply with the dictates of covetousness. Look now whether my counsel does not chime in with the dictates of covetousness itself. For you wish to have what you have, and not to lose it. I am showing you where to deposit it. Lay not up treasures on earth, not knowing for whom you are gathering them together and afterwards how he who will have and possess them hereafter will expend them perhaps while he possesses them he will be himself possessed and will not keep that which he shall have from you perhaps while you are keeping it for him you will lose it before he comes i am offering advice to your covetousness lay up for yourselves treasure in heaven if you wish to keep riches here on earth you would seek for a storehouse. Perhaps you would not trust it to your own house because of your domestics. You would deposit it in the street of the bankers. For there accidents can hardly happen. There the chief does not easily find an entrance. Everything is well taken care of. Why do you think of that plan, except that you have no better place in which to keep it? What if I give you a better place? Say to you do not trust it to the person who is not a sufficiently responsible one But there is one who is sufficiently responsible Entrusted to him. He hath great storehouses where riches cannot be lost He is great and rich beyond all rich men Now you will haply say and when shall I venture to entrust it to such a person What if he himself exhorts thee to do so? recognize him he is not merely an householder but he is thy master also my servant he says i would not have thee lose thy personalities consider thou art placing them why wouldst thou deposit them where thou mayest lose them where even though thou lovest them not thou canst not thyself continue for ever there is another place to which i shall remove thee. Let what thou hast precede thee fear not lest thou shouldest lose it. I was the giver of it I will be the keeper of it This thy Lord saith unto thee put thy faith to the question see whether thou wilt put faith in him You will say I count what I do not see as lost already. I would fain see it here Through your wish to see it here, you will neither see it here, and you will also have nothing there. You have some treasures hid in the earth. When you go forth, you do not carry them with you. You have come to hear a discourse, to gather together inward wealth. You are thinking of your outward wealth. I pray to you, have you brought it hither? Lo, even now you cannot see it you believe that you have in your house what you know that you laid by do you know that you have not lost it how many have returned to their homes and not found what they laid by at this perhaps the hearts of the covetous are alarmed and because i said that many had returned to their homes and not found what they had laid by everyone has said in his heart that be far from us bishop wish and ask for us what is good be it far from us such a thing should happen god forbid it should happen so i put my trust in god that i shall find what i put by in safety do you put your trust in god and do you not believe god's own word i put my trust in christ that what i put by will be safe no one will come near it no one will carry it away you wish to be insured by putting your trust in christ against losing anything out of your house. You will be better insured by believing Christ's word, so as to deposit it where he hath counseled thee. Have you no doubts of your servant, and have you doubts about your Lord? Have you no fears for your house, and have you fears for heaven? But, you say, how am I to lay it up in heaven? He hath given you counsel. Deposit it where I tell you, I would not have you know in what manner it finds its way thither deposit it in the hands of the poor give it to the needy what matters it to thee in what manner it makes its way thither shall not i bring thither what i receive hast thou forgotten when ye did it unto one of the least of mine you did it unto me if any friend of yours had certain basins or cisterns And you were in search of some receptacles, contrived for the keeping of any fluid, whether oil or wine, in which to conceal or to store up your fruits. And he were to say, I will keep them for you. And if he had certain secret ducts and passages to those basins, so that what was openly poured therein might secretly find its way through these, and were he to say, Pour here what you have.' And you were on the other hand to think that it was not the place where you thought of storing them and to be afraid to pour them in then would not he who knew that his places had some secret contrivance say to you pour it in and fear not it finds its way from hence to that place you do not see by what way but trust me who was the builder of it for he by whom all things were made hath built mansions for all of us. Thither he would have that which we have go before us, that we may not lose it on earth. When, however, you have kept them on earth, tell me for whom you are to gather them together. You have children. Add one more to their number, and give something to Christ also. He heaps up riches, and cannot tell for whom he may be gathering them together. He is disquieted in vain. End of section twelve recording by Lawrence Trask, Mount Vernon, Ohio Interface Audio